everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Manscaped, and now presented to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Casino in Des Plaines. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez, and you can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles. We have our first guest of the offseason. We'll get into that after I check in with Ethan, but I'm very excited for today's episode. Ethan, how are you doing today, brother? Yeah, it's good to be back. Obviously, we've got things in full swing with football, basketball coming back. New guy at the helm with basketball, and I know we'll get into it today, so... Yeah, it's, it's the off-season for us podcasters, but like you said, you know, football's coming back. Coach Berno has arrived. I've seen some, you know, some videos cut up by NIU men's basketball. They're out there. They're practicing. And, you know, we got, you know, softball, baseball, all the other spring sports are in full swing right now. But today, like I promised you all, a couple weeks back, we have a special guest from Novi High School in Michigan. Today, we are joined by NIU's leading scorer from last season, Trendon Hankerson. Trendon, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the podcast today, fellas. Absolutely. We appreciate, you know, you taking the time to come on the show. We had a lot of fun watching you last season and the season before. You got yourself a new head coach. How does the team feel and, you know, specifically yourself uh, with the direction that this team is trending? Uh, there's been a lot of new things uh, implemented as Coach Bernard has come in. Uh, and, and just with his presence and some of the philosophies that he brought from the past school, uh, we like them as a team, um, and there's obviously some things that we needed to fix both on the court and off the court, and he realized that, um, and, and he's helping us with those things as he transitions in and as he starts to get more comfortable with us, and that's really just what it's about, to be honest, um, just, just becoming more comfortable with him as he starts to come in and stuff like that. So, we, But they, so far, we're, we're a fan of Bernard here at NIU. Day one, he walks in the building. What's uh, your reaction? What's the team's reaction when you hear the news? Um, honestly, it's just a culture shock. Um, it's, it's a new experience for everybody uh, to get a new head coach, um, especially just it was a new experience having the season that we had um, for all of us, especially with COVID uh, and everything. But uh, when he walked in, we were definitely shocked, surprised to see him, um, surprised that he was actually here in the flesh uh, as a new head coach for us and stuff like that. But I think at the same time, we were all very excited um, for the new opportunities that we were going to get with him. You talked about this past season. It's an athletic year that, you know, nobody has seen in our lifetimes. You got the tests quite a few times a week. You guys got shut down during the season. It was a wild ride. Take us through from when you left Cleveland in 2000, you know, at the beginning of all this, to when you stepped out on the floor against, you know, University of Illinois Chicago for that first matchup. How was the preparation of last year, given the circumstances? Well, given the circumstances uh, of us having to leave Cleveland last year um, was for sure devastating uh, for our seniors and stuff like that. We, we didn't get to play with them one last time. I mean, we did, but we didn't go out the way that we wanted to, um, especially not being able to play in Cleveland, which was rough for sure. And then I thought the, the break in between last season and this season was for sure like a struggle for us at NIU um, just because not being like a huge program or a top program that can just recruit like the five stars, four stars, or it, it, honestly, the stars don't even matter. But just not being able to recruit or 
or even work on the summer stuff that we needed heading into the season is what I thought um, had a struggle. A lot of teams need, not just us, but a lot of teams in the country need, and that was taken away from us with the pandemic. Uh, and cut off transition, I would say, from last year to this year, just because everything was new. So take us back to Cleveland at, at this, or about the, the beginning of the MAC tournament last year. You mentioned that, you know, you, you guys didn't get that chance to play. You didn't get a chance to, to get where you guys wanted to. Does the 2019-2020 team win the MAC tournament? Do they earn a bid if that tournament wasn't canceled? I believe so, most definitely. I thought we had a lot of firepower in that team, uh, a lot of trust between each other. And then we, were, we could execute down the stretch, and we were very well coached. I will say that was a lot of fun watching you guys down the stretch, and I could only imagine how devastating that was. You know, I remember watching the video. They had Gino hitting half-court shots before the game, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, yeah. the Big East game, they're walking off the court. I'm on the phone with Ethan. I'm like, I think this is it. Like, this is sports Armageddon. We're losing everything. And then, you know, same with football. The MAC, you know, we, we will say this. The MAC has been ahead of a lot of this stuff. They put the players' safety and, the you know, the communities with our university's safety ahead of – the sport and it's paid off, you know, football, they took a brief hiatus and they came back and then basketball, they were able to do somewhat of a, you know, a smaller format where only eight teams for men's and women's made it to the conference tournament, but we were still able to get somewhat of a full uh, conference season. I will say, like you said, it wasn't, you know, a season that we expected, but there was some high points. You guys had a nice win against Akron. You yourself had plenty of great performances. And then you also had that you know, that nice little 27-point performance to cap the season off. Take us through that night. Um, well, I, I just thought it was a very special night. You know, um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, um, my grandmother ended up coming out to that game, um, and she's not able to come out to a lot of the games, obviously with COVID and stuff, um, and her age and her health. So, I mean, that was just a very special moment for me um, this season, especially with everything that was going on, um, having such a rough season. Um, with coach getting fired um, and then Chad becoming the interim coach. I, I just, one last game at Central Michigan because who knows what was going to happen after this season. Um, Bernal could have came in and sweeped everybody off the team. So, and that was really what I had on my mind, um, just not knowing what was going to happen heading into this upcoming season. And so I just figured, you know, try to have the best night that I can, help the team win and cap the season off with, with a great note, with a high or on high note. Yeah, you got the dub too. And and I was gonna say, I haven't met Coach Bruno yet. We've been doing the press conferences via Zoom, but the walls in our apartment don't stand a chance. When he said, you know, those are my guys. You guys are my guys. I was like, let's go. This is our guy, and he fully understands. You know, it's not a one year rebuild. It's gonna take some time to get the program back to where it needs to be. But he's got, you know quality players you guys have a roster that has a makeup of you know predominantly upperclassmen so you guys have a couple years of experience playing together and then you throw in some some grad transfers and stuff like that but it's it's not that the team lacks talent it's just you know similar to football the season just didn't didn't pan out uh, how you guys wanted wanted it to I do want to ask you though going back to the point of the season where you guys were on pause what was that like because we haven't talked with any athletes yet that have had to go on a pause because of COVID what was that a few weeks stretch like, especially during the middle of the season in conference play? Well, the pauses are rough for sure. It's it's not anything that you want to have to deal with uh, as a coach or as a player or just as a team in general. 
Um, you can't really do anything when you're in pause, to be honest. Uh, you have to be at home um, when you're in quarantine. It really depends um, on if you actually have the virus or if you're just contact traced for the virus. That will determine the amount of days that you're out. But um, when you're out, if it's anything related to COVID or COVID protocols, you're out like a minimum of 10 days and you can't do anything. You can't leave the house. You, you have to quarantine. It's pretty rough for sure because the process of getting back into uh, like gameplay, not just practice, but like actual gameplay is, is a lot tougher when you have those days off. So I want to take it back because it, and it's kind of a two part question, but First part of the question is, what made you decide that NIU was the school you wanted to continue your basketball career at? And then the second part of that is, we saw it with the football team where a new coach comes in and it's a transition period, things like that. What about Coach Berno makes you want to stay at NIU? We see guys leave for transfers when new coaches come in, but I guess that's the second part of the question. So. First part, obviously, uh, what made you decide to come here? Well, what made me decide to come here um, was just my love for the game. And honestly, it was just it was really one of the only opportunities that I had to play um, basketball at the Division One level. So that's really why I came here on top of the, the beautiful campus. Um, the man who recruited me coming in, Mark Montgomery, was was a great guy. I mean, it hurts that he's gone now, but I mean, Another man has stepped in his place, and I think he has an opportunity to help me elevate my game. Just And uh, as a person, he, he'll also help me. So, And w- one of the things that I like that he's told me since he came in um, is that he can help me a lot um, with my things off the court uh, and our things off the court as a team, uh, helping us just become better individuals as well as better, better basketball players. And, and I like that a lot. We've talked about it a lot, too, and I feel like Coach Bruno already represents that NIU mentality of a coach that not only is great in the athletic field, but in the community as well. So it's great to see him stepping into that role and really just, you know, preparing you guys mentally, not just physically as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. So during your time here at Northern, you've gotten to play up against and with some talented players. Who are the three most talented players here at NIU that you've gotten to play alongside with? That I've gotten to play alongside with, for sure, Eugene German is number one. Um, goes by without, far, goes uh, without uh, being it, said. <laughs> goes without being said. Um, hardest Go. worker as well. Uh, the second one I would say is Dante Thorpe. I, I like this game a lot when I came in as a freshman. And um, I kind of honestly really modeled my game after him just because I could I'm, – I'm more of a little bit of a two-way player. I like to play both ends. And I saw that. He liked to play both ends, too, and that he was very capable um, of both scoring the ball and locking people up on defense. So he was one of my one of my favorite players coming in. Um, I really watched him and studied him and how he moved and stuff like that. That helped me shape my game for sure. And then I really am going to have to go with the top four, to be honest with you, because I really like both Lacey James and Levi Bradley. Good choices. And Lacey's balling over there in uh, I forgot is it Australia? Is it Australia that he's playing? I know he's playing in one of the European leagues, but he's been going yep. crazy. He sure is. He sure is. Friend and, of the, um, friend of the program, Lacey James. I ran into him at Walmart, and uh, I was like, "Would you like to be interviewed for our show?" And it worked out. I was like, "Let's go, Lacey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my Got guy. Got a shout that's out. Got a shout out, Eugene German as well. For sure. Just signed a deal yesterday, playing in yeah. the uh, the basketball league. Kokomo Bobcats, big opportunity yep. for him. That's, That's huge. 
Yeah, it's good to see too. I mean, not everybody gets to go on to the NBA, but finding a league where you can still play your game and, and be yourself, that's going to be good for Gino. And I know he's had a rough last year and that's someone that, you know, let's be honest, he deserves that ch- that chance at at least the G League, but yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure. sure he's going he's going to get it out the mud like he always does and you know, we'll see his name on the back of a jersey here soon. But going back to the players that you've played against, so who are the three, I guess you would say toughest people that you've played against here in the MAC? Ooh. Or just across, ma- across college basketball. I'm sorry. You've played a lot of non-conference games too. That was my oh, that's, <laughs> Okay, okay. Um well um I'm, uh, there was a couple games I didn't play non-conference, but I thought um, some guys were really good players. I thought when we played Butler my freshman year, um, they had a couple good players. They had um, McDermott's son. He he lit it up from the three. And then they had this one this one guard named Baldwin. They they were both pretty solid guards. I would put them. Um, like if, if I would say the top three teams with the best players, I would say that they're number one. Um, Shoot, I would say let's let the Mac is a tough conference. Let's not like there were a couple of tough players that I came across. They got some like, hoopers. They got some hoopers, man. Look yeah, at look at what I, Ohio did. I'll ask you about that in a little bit because that's yeah. where we want to see y'all next year in that in that yeah. spot. But yeah, uh, Justin Turner, Ali over there at uh, on Akron. They got a bunch of on shooters Akron. on Akron. Yep, Lauren Christian Jackson. He's tough. <laughs> All five um, seven of them. He's still he's still a beast though. <laughs> right, right. He's a little quick, shifty. He can get around those corners. He's, he's tough to guard for sure. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Justin Turner. I'm not sure if you remember. Um, I'm not sure what his name is, but he went to Ball Ball State. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. The, the Mac definitely has some tough guards. Preston's tough too. Uh, every matchup is tough every single night. It, it's it's definitely a challenge. That's like my favorite part about this conference, though, like with football or basketball, it's it's not top heavy, like one of the power five conferences where it's like you have like three teams that just run through everyone. The MAC tournament was won by a five seed this year, and they went and beat the quote unquote last national champions of college basketball in the first round in Virginia. So it's like, don't disrespect the MAC. The MAC always has a punch and they always have a trick up their sleeve. And, you know, you guys will get your opportunity. Hopefully they open it back up to more than eight teams uh, next year. And hopefully, you know, we have a regular season with fans and, and all that stuff. But, you know, we were out there opening night against University of Illinois Chicago. What was that like for you guys playing in empty gyms? You guys had to create your own energy and your own kind of vibe on this on the sideline. What was that like, uh, you know, with nobody in the stands? Um, it was definitely unfamiliar. I would say that just because, like, we're all – everybody's been playing around fans literally their entire life, and then this is the one time that we don't have fans at all. And so it's just, like, creating your own energy um, is very tough to do, um, but it's something that we got to work on most definitely. Uh, I would just say that it's different just because, like – you can't really get a feel for like like the first the first couple of games we couldn't really get a feel for like the intensity of the game just because like it's really just one team against another and there's no fans yelling there's no like animosity in the building you know what i'm saying like there's no it almost seems like there's no true advantage we almost tried to be like the two guys in the stands when we were at that first game we were i know we were behind the bench but like it was it definitely weird from our perspective too and I know watching the NCAA tournament, and I know they've got some fans in there, but 
you know, I mean, just you're looking at years past, just even an NBA game. God, the worst team in the NBA could have fans and it would still be an electric atmosphere sometimes. So, I mean, I can't imagine walking out on the court, walking out onto the football field, music blasting, whatever. And it's just kind of like, for what? You know what I mean? Like, at the same time, now you got to go out there and play a game. And and you guys did hell of a job this season battling through what this team went through with COVID and everything like that, with the coaching change and things like that. What For sure. What I know I've seen you on campus, but I've got to ask for the listeners, what's your major here on campus? And then we'll uh, get Brandon over for the ad read. Um, I'm a kinesiology major, actually. Um, so that's like exercise science, if you uh, don't know what kinesiology is. You're going to have to help us get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Or at least, at least, because uh, I mean, I mean, we're getting a little bit older. I'm waking up morning like achy. I need a couple uh, stretches so that I can wake up and just feel like a new man. Oh, uh, yeah, most definitely. I can, I can help you with that. Facts. Let's ride. I need it. But uh, I was going to say when you I got to go back to a point that you made before, and I don't know how I skipped over it because I'm infatuated with how you play defense. It is insane. Um, On top of the fact that I know I asked you in the press conference, you play like 38 minutes a game like every night. So it's like you and the bench just don't get along. And I know you talked about it in the presser. You know, I want to be able to give my teammates opportunities. I just go when I'm when I'm called on and, you know, happen to be 38 minutes tonight. But when we get done with all this quarantine, me and Ethan are going to have to do a two on one and see if we can just get one back, one basket. Like, I don't care if it's a three. I don't care if we got to do a little backdoor, you know, a little backdoor cut, whatever it is. Me and Ethan are getting that one bucket. <laughs> we'll do. We can definitely get the two on one going. Let me get Ethan hot from three. Give him a little quick little heat check. Yo, yo, they trusted me to shoot the threes in high school when I was pulling up in gym class. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's fair. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Brandon's got that big man mentality vibe. So maybe, you know, I'd like to see him, you know, back you down in the paint a little bit, kick me, kick it out for three, but we'll see what okay. happens. A little dribble drive okay. action. Yeah, dude. I play, I play like a, I play like a fullback, dude. I just try and dribble drive. I'm a huge, I am a huge assist guy. And he doesn't huge actually dribble guy. though. He just, he just drives. He doesn't dribble. He just, he's just a, oh he just a handoff through the paint. Yeah, no. It's like three, three steps, right? I get to I get to star calls. I get to star calls. Man. So real quick, we're going to take a break from the interview, and we are going to get you guys acquainted with our friends over at Manscaped. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush? Yeah, you definitely do. If you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped, after using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. I'm looking out for you, too, because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount that you can use when checking out on manscaped.com. All you have to do when you're checking out is use the promo code on tap. You receive 20% off your order and free shipping. I got to tell you, you know, I've been using manscaped products for about two months. The ball toner and the ball deodorant are the best products, you know, on the line, never going to be walking around, you know, looking scummy, feeling scummy. You're going to feel nice and fresh down there. The lawnmower 3.0 comes with the with the skin safe technology. So you're not going to cut nick or scrape any of those sensitive areas. And you're just all around going to have a better sense knowing that you're taken care of with your below the waist needs. Use promo code on tap when checking out, like I said, to receive 20% off your order and free shipping on all your manscaping needs. And real quick, before we do jump in back into the interview, I do want to take a quick second 
to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Bat Rivers. Bat Rivers Casino and Sportsbook is located in Des Plaines, Illinois. They also have a mobile app where you, you're able to bet on damn near anything. Props, over-unders, spreads, not damn near anything because you cannot bet on Illinois college basketball or football teams. So I should put that out as a disclaimer, but pretty much anything besides that. When you register at Bet Rivers, use promo code ONTAP. You'll receive up to a $250 deposit match. To receive the $250, you have to put down $250. So whatever you put down, they match. Check out the app. Check out the location. Definitely a great company, and we're happy to have them with us. But back to our interview here with Trendon Hankerson. We're going to hop into a new segment that we just started on our last episode with former NIU linebacker Antonio Jones-Davis. We're going to be doing rapid fire here, Trendon. Quick answers, and it's going to be either teammates and we got a coach question here at the end. You let me know okay. when you're ready, and we'll ride. Sounds good. I'm all ready to go. All right. Game on the line. You're covered and can't take the shot. Who are you passing it to? Um, DB. Let's go. Bang. <laughs> game on the line. Who's guarding the guy taking the game-winning shot if it's not you? TC. Okay. Best 2K player on the team? KT. Okay. Who gives you a run for your money in a one-on-one? Ooh, TC for sure gives me a run of my money. I love I love his, his hard-nosed mentality. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he's definitely tough. He's, he's hard-nosed. He, and, you know, at the point guard position, he puts up some points, too. I love to see the point, you know, get, get out to about 12, 15 points. It's nice to see. Got two more real quick. Who's the team jokester? Ooh, Nate and Keenan. Both of them are. <laughs> all right, Super Saiyan Nate. And, all right, so I got – this is the coach question. We can throw Coach Montgomery in there as well. Who wins in a one-on-one between Coach Berno or Coach Chapman? So I seen Coach Chat. I seen Coach Chapman's jumper last year. It looked pretty nice. Ooh, I'm not really sure. I haven't really seen Coach Chat play. Okay, but I haven't really seen Coach Berno play either. I'm, I, you know, I just off of experience because I know Chat Chap. Since I've been here, he's he's known for his little mid range game. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Chat for right now. But I I don't know. Berno definitely has a reputation under his belt for sure. Berno's probably got a burner. I mean, it comes in the name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. He was definitely telling me about some times he, he was playing back in the old days, and it was it's, it's definitely legit. So, What's that like uh, for you guys having a, a, coach, a coach that played at the collegiate level? How does that guy – or how does that help you guys, you know, as student-athletes? Uh, it helps a lot because just, like, some of the things that he implements um, in the program here – um, could come from some of the things that he learned as an individual when he was in college basketball. And that helps a lot because he can relate to us. Um, and then he can help understand why some, why we do some of the things we do or why we're frustrated or why we're happy um, and stuff like that. And he can help us with our success. So on top of that, who is one guy on the team that you expect to take big strides for next season? Um. Well, I would expect, everybody to make big strides just because um, like the, the way that we performed this year as a team, um, I thought we like as a collective five, we didn't win our individual matchups enough. So <clears throat> I would expect everybody to be honest to make big strides. If we, if we like plan to compete next year for top eight, um, top four, even maybe even to win the Mac, you know what I'm saying? Like I would expect, everybody to make those strides, um, at least to work on a few things 
um, here and there, both on and off the court. Is there anybody that you're like most excited to see, like that who's kind of been like working the hardest in the in the weight room or been putting up the most shots off off the uh, off to the side? Um, I would say uh, TC for sure. TC always stays in it um, mentally. He's always locked in, always trying to go to the gym. Um, always trying to shoot, always trying to get an open run going and stuff like that. So, what are your top three memories here as a member of the NIU men's basketball team? And you can even throw student memories in there. Uh, when we had Coach Hammock on, for example, he found his wife here, so it could be anything. Uh, okay. Um, well, I would for sure say the Buffalo game. Um, that was a really exciting game. Um, shoot, I would say um, my freshman year, I got to watch Sutton Smith play. Uh, very exciting. <clears throat> he's a very explosive football player. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at now, but I, I, when I was here on campus as a freshman, everybody was was hooting and hollering. He was going to the NFL. He was going to the NFL, and he actually did end up getting drafted. If I'm, am I correct? I believe he's either with the Steelers or the Texans. We'll have, to, I'll have to look that up while we're talking. But I do know that he has been on a couple different teams so far. Let me look it up real quick. So, yeah. For sure. Um, that and then I would just say last year, um, the whole season, uh, I enjoyed the whole season um, with Coach Monty. Um, last full season that I was able to play with him. Um, we had a very exciting season, uh, won a lot of games. We lost a few tough ones here and there, but um, it just the team camaraderie that we had last year in general. And then that building up to help us um, become the co-champions uh, of the Mac West. So uh, I would just say the last season as a whole, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to take these things for granted because they go by so quick. So I will say, as Ethan and I have both been students here, this will be my third year. I'm in grad, in grad school, and this will be Ethan's last semester. Of all the athletic teams that we've watched, football, basketball, baseball, that 2019 NIU men's basketball team was the most exciting to watch, the most fireworks, the most fun. We were never out of a game. Like, I, uh, What was the one game we were in class for, Ethan, where Gino hit the shot from the moon? Where I think it was Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that might be, yeah. <laughs> we were in class in the back of the class watching the game and uh I lost it. I probably let off like the biggest bang in the middle of a class. Everyone cracks their <laughs> neck looking back at me. Okay, uh, we yeah. just got a gift from Zoom. We're getting extra time. Let's ride. <laughs> so, all right. So back to back to you, you know, your time here on campus. We're looking at next season. You're you guys are all at home. I know you guys are probably watching the tournament. We talk about a kid like Jason Preston and that Ohio team. They win the MAC against all odds. You know, a lot of people, we came on this show last week and, or two weeks ago and Ethan picked Toledo and I think I picked Bowling Green. I think they both got bounced like first round. So we were wrong, but they made it to the tournament and, you know, they went in and they beat Virginia and I think they, they didn't have too good of a game, their second game, but they were still able to get to the tournament in advance as someone in the same conference as Ohio. And, you know, like you said, you guys were right on the cusp of getting to that tournament. Looking at the team now, what do you think the team needs to do to get to that spot? Um, well, uh, we just had to get a lot more tough, um, definitely both from our guards and from our bigs. And then our team camaraderie. Uh, I just thought that <clears throat> heading into this season, we didn't have a lot of time as a team. Um, and nobody really did, but it's definitely a lot tougher when you're trying to bring in, like, I think we brought in six new pieces this year. Um, so it's a lot tougher when you're trying to do that. So I just think we need to build our team camaraderie um, and our team chemistry on and off the court. 
And that'll help us a lot because what, once you can trust a guy and you can make that extra pass or you can make that extra, you know, kick or, or pitch it to him or whatever, it definitely helps because it's, the trust is there. I'm trusting him to knock down the shot. Or even if he doesn't knock down the shot, I'm trusting him to knock down the next shot. So and that definitely helps. I thought that we didn't have a whole lot of that this year. So you guys been getting together, watching uh, any tournament games, kind of building that group a little bit up? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yesterday, actually, while we were watching the games, we had a team barbecue and stuff. Damn, where was the invite? <laughs> just, just we got, we, yeah, I was going to say, we got to stay away. You could throw us on, like, uh, on like a Zoom in the corner. Oh, yeah, we, we're not. Yeah, give we're, us a we're play. <laughs> or, yeah, at least a carryout play, bro. I need my carryout play. But, but on top of that, <laughs> has, has any team really stood out to you? What's been, like, the most exciting team for you to watch so far? Loyola, Illinois last week was kind of a good game. I, I kind of called Loyola was going to come out and play Illinois really tough, and, and they did just that. Yeah. Um, I, when we watched the Oral Roberts game last night, I thought they were a really tough team. I actually thought that they were going to make it to the Final Four after they had ended up advancing to the round of 16. Um, but they ended up taking a tough loss last night. Um, they got a couple – they got a, a good starting five and even backups on that team. Um, they're a very exciting team to watch. They, they play tough defense, um, and they score prolifically from the three-point line. So That was a heartbreaking finish, that, that, that finish. That kid, Aves missed, balled all tournament. He's made that shot a million times in his life. I feel so bad yeah. he wasn't able to hit that one, man. I, I do, too. I saw, some, I saw something on Twitter, too. That kid's like a biomedical – chem major or something like that that's something that's wild to me that he's just he's just doing that science and like that's tough yeah i gotta ask too one last question who did you have in your bracket and how early was your bracket (laughs) oh i ended up actually not making a bracket but the team that i was gonna go with um well the four teams i were gonna go or i was gonna go with to go to the final four was definitely i had illinois i had michigan I had Gonzaga, and then I had – dang, I had one more. I think I had Baylor. Baylor's still in it. They had a hell of a game last night. I thought they were down and out. Like, Villanova was putting it on them at halftime, and then they ended up just putting the clamps on. I think Villanova scored less than 20 points in the second half. Yeah, they're very well coached. And they brought back a lot of – or not a lot, but a few players from last year's team. Davion Mitchell has, so they got that has to be in some way related to Donovan Mitchell. He wears the 45. He plays exactly like him. Like just, it's just <laughs> yeah, a slasher, a slasher who can step behind the line and just make you pay for it. Like I love his game. Me too. But yeah, anyone who's listening right now, you don't have to front. We all know our brackets were toast. I too had Illinois winning it all. And I don't know why, maybe it's like the Midwesterner in me, but I had a lot of the big 10 teams advancing far. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, most definitely. The only one still alive is Michigan. And I honestly – I know this won't come out until Monday. I think Florida State could beat Michigan. Florida State plays a tough brand of basketball. They do. So, growing up, everyone has a favorite NBA team or an NBA player. Who are yours? Um, Well, a couple of my favorite NBA players I studied. Um, my dad helped me watch Chris Paul a lot. Uh, I watched a little bit of Mike Conley on my own. And then as I started to grow up, uh, Damian Lillard, as he was a younger player, like as he started to hit those clutch shots early, like against Houston, um, against teams like that, I started to watch him more as he started to evolve his game. 
they need to give that man his respect. He's the best point guard in the league. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> that is facts right there. like there's no debate it's like every year we have the same conversation it's like why isn't he an all-star why isn't he this or why isn't he that and it's like yeah the guy has literal ice water running through his veins. exactly <laughs> it's like it, he's ridiculously clutch like it, it's insane he's like nobody is safe from him in any game i'm a huge luca fan but yeah i mean there's nobody that comes in comparison to Dame when it comes in the clutch. Like I think Luca could be Luca could be the next like superstar, but right now oh, yeah, yeah, Dame is Dame is so electric. Yeah. And I, I gotta guess. I gotta say too, like the NBA call a spade a spade. It's uh it's a very uh go play with your friends league. Not oh yeah Dam- for sure. not Damian Lillard. Not Damian Lillard. He's staying in Portland. He's trying to build that team up. You know, CJ McCollum's another all-star level player that doesn't get the respect. But, you know. Meanwhile, Andre Drummond goes to the Lakers. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're all just getting so top-heavy. And I honestly, I don't think the Lakers are Lakers Book book that NBA Finals, Nets-Lakers. Okay, my buddy last night was telling me, he said, bro, it's going to be Bulls-Clippers. Just watch. And I'm like, all right, bro, have another beer. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so. Thoughts on the Vucevic trade? I don't know if you're a Bulls guy, but you know basketball a little bit more than us. How do you think that works out for our Bulls? Um, I think that's a good trade for you guys, um, to be honest. I think Vucevic is uh, – his value, he's been undervalued in Orlando, I think, just because, like, the amount of losing seasons that they've had. Um, yeah. He's been undervalued as a player. Um, it, it is tough, uh, especially when you got guys in the East all the time, like, you have to think about it. He's been in the East for a while. He's been in the East since LeBron was in the East. So, like, he's been playing against those tougher players. And then he can't catch a, he can't catch a break because uh, LeBron moves out the East. Giannis comes to the East. Kyrie's still in the East. Um, KD uh, shows been, up. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone KD just shows, shows up. up in Brooklyn. <laughs> you, still got the, you still got the young guys like Jason Tatum putting pressure on. So, it's like, it's tough. It's tough for them. So, but I think that's a really good trade for you guys. He's very valuable. He's an all-star, definitely a, a great big. But it's just I, the business component of it, it. I don't think you guys should have gotten rid of some of the players that you did. And those dra- that draft um, yeah. could have definitely been valuable. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know, uh, was it like the top 10 protected or what type of pick it was, but as someone who's watched the Gar Pax regime, as someone who is a fan of the Chicago Bears and has been watching what's been going on over there for the last two months, I'm just glad to see action. And like, we realize we have a great thing in Zach Levine. And there's two, there's two camps in Chicago right now. There's Zach Levine is trash. You need to trade him while you can still get value for him. And yeah. Zach Levine is one. He's, he's a Robin away. He's Batman. He needs his Robin. And I think we found that in Vujovic. So we'll see what happens. They didn't play well last night. So, but first game, we'll give it to him. You get some jitters. You don't know how to play with each other, but it should be interesting. So we'll ask you this. We'll, we'll go NCAA tournament and NBA finals. Who are your, who are your predictions for those two titles this year? Ooh, for the NBA title, I would have to say, well, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we talk about this as a team all the time, but, I think LeBron isn't really hurt, and I don't think Anthony Davis is really hurt. I think they're really just resting. So well, I'm going to go with load management. I don't hate that. I don't hate, <laughs> that. I don't hate that theory. It's some under-the-table load management right there. 
So we, we got to tell Shams I'm, if that's the case to to give you credit. Like we will I'm gonna, credit Trendon Hankerson on that one. I'm gonna go with the Lakers just because I believe like well, first of all, it, it's LeBron, so like. And he's getting ready, like, he, these are his last few years, however many you want to put on it, five, four, however yeah. many years you want to put on it. This is going to be his last years anyway. So he's going to exhaust everything he has before he leaves the game. He's trying to get that ring so with Bronny. Yeah. That, that Bronny ring. He's waiting exactly. for Bronny to pull up. <laughs> exactly. So he's going he's gonna to play – he's going to go all out and try to win every single ring until he's done. Yeah. I mean, as someone who – hated LeBron because he didn't come to Chicago. And then as an adult, I've grown to respect the hell out of him for what he does off the court and for the way he plays the game on the court. It's been crazy to see that. I mean, even if this is an actual injury, this may be like the first serious injury of his career. The guy doesn't really miss time. He was built in a lab. Like he's just built different as we would say, but you know, the way he rolled up on his ankle, it did look pretty serious and it's a long season and they'll be fine come playoff time. You know, you know how it goes with the NBA. It's uh Kawhi does the load management. All these teams do it. It's just, uh, they try to do it without getting caught. Yeah, that's true. So I'll bring and it back true. home. To the, I'll bring it back home to DeKalb for you. You're leaving DeKalb for good. You have the last, or you have the choice of one meal. Where are you going? What are you having and why? Oh, if, if it was one meal, if I could have breakfast, I would go to Egg Haven for sure. I'm going to have to try one that one out. out. That one's over in uh, Sycamore, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to try that one out. Yeah, I like, I yeah, like that new spot, one for us, too. Um, and then, shoot. Uh, I really like I really like Fushiami, too. That's a popular one on this show. Everybody loves some Fushi. Some sushi, fire some, right there. some sushi and some Fushi. Yeah, yes, sir. Straight heat. We love to see it. So going back to the NCAA tournament, who do you think will win the tournament? Now we have, I believe, 12 teams left. As we're recording this, by the end of the day, there will be eight. Who do you think brings Ooh. it home? Ooh, I'm like, I think, shoot. There's a lot of tough teams in here, but uh, out of all of them, uh, the, the team who's been playing the best to me, against their opponent has been Houston. I think Houston could sneak sneak in that top four and they might be able to win it this year. They're a really tough team. I'm not sure if you watched them. But I watched the game last night. They played a hell of a game last night. And honestly, like, I just want to see someone outside of, like, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC. I want to see, like, Houston plays in the American Conference. That would be great for the smaller schools because I think the one thing that this tournament has showed us is – at least in comparison, I don't know how much college football you watch, but college football is so broken that it can't be fixed. College basketball, mm-hmm. on the other hand, you have Oral Roberts playing down to the last shot against a three seed and a team that's been in the top 12 like all season. There's so much more parity in college basketball. And I just feel like from a fan standpoint, any given night, your team like Oral Roberts, look at Oregon State. Oregon State's in the Elite Eight. No one even that, you know, all the writers, all the podcasters and writers and, you know, the media people in the Pac-12 had them finishing last. Goes to show you, goes to show you, we put this stuff out for content. At the end of the day, we don't know what we're talking about. Those fools ran through the Pac-12, who has the most teams left in the the tournament. And then 
now they have a chance at the title. So it's been, it's been a wild tournament to watch a lot of fun. Cannot wait to see you guys get back out on the court next season and take your run at, you know, the tournament. But I got to ask you, do you have any, uh, do you have any projects that you're working on outside of basketball or any hobbies that you take up, you know, that take up, you know, a significant amount, amount of your time when you're off the court? Um, not really. I mean, I just, I, you know me, I'm a typical guy, you know, I like to get on the video game and stuff like that. Um, but outside of that, it's really tough, um, with like starting to be an upperclassman and stuff, the classes, they start yeah. to get a lot heavier in the load and stuff like that. So it's really just trying to stay on top of that stuff, stay on top of basketball and then, you know, kick it on the side here and there, play video games, chill with my girlfriend, stuff like that. What, uh, what's your game of choice outside of 2K? Uh, outside of 2K, I play Call of Duty a lot. I play Madden, too, surprisingly. There we go. Who's your team that you run with? Big football guy. I used to run with um, I used to run with the Tennessee Titans a lot, okay. but not as much anymore. Derrick Henry's kind of a cheat code. Yeah, I was going to say, you get all the points you need, and then, you you know, the defense goes out on the field, and they're just a revolving door of giving points back up. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is true, too. It's it's definitely tough to try and stop anybody. But... My, my mistake if I missed it, but PS or Xbox? Ooh, Xbox. I used to be a PS, okay. which is really crazy. But See, I flipped. Xbox I was an Xbox guy, and now I'm a PS guy. But we also spent a better part of the last year playing a lot of NCAA football, and we even got an old NCAA basketball game. So we might have to might have to run a little NIU season, a little simulated season. <laughs> that sounds like fire right there. So who's your team in 2K then? I I hope you're not a Warriors guy. I really hope so. No, I used to be back when they had Harrison Barnes, but ever since KD joined the team, I haven't. I haven't really played with them. Um. I play with Portland, to be honest, because that's that Dame is my guy. But outside of them, one of the really slept on teams in 2K is Atlanta. Trey Young is really nice. He's got a burner. They got some shooters too. Kevin, uh, I can never say his name. I think it's Querder. I don't know how to say yeah. it. Yeah. He's got a good shot. Uh, Trey Young is just electric. And I feel like with Trey Young, if he can just kind of get in his own lane and stop trying to be Steph Curry so much, he'll be so much better. Because, like, he is a great player, but sometimes I feel like he does a little too much. Yeah, just a little bit. He tries to be maybe just a little bit too flashy. Um, And, like, people didn't expect that coming in from him, uh, like his rookie year and stuff like that. But people are going to start to pay more attention to him and stuff. So as, as a heavy defensive-minded guy, we're, we're getting towards the end here. I got to ask you, if you get to the league, who is the one person that you would want to put the clamps on the most? Ooh, I would say – the guy, ooh, I would definitely want to go up against Dame. That would for sure be like, <laughs> I just would want to see. You can't do no social distancing defense. You got to be on top of him, bro. No, yeah, I got to be on top of him. So I'm saying like, I would definitely want to play against him. And then a lot of guys that people talk about is a prolific scorer, James Harden. I would want to get in front of him and see, you know, how tough it is to guard him. Yeah, and he has become somewhat of that missing piece for Brooklyn because uh, Kyrie's kind of been – on and off the court doing his own thing this year. And, you know, KD's been injured, but James Harden's been the staple. Guys like Joe Harris on that team this year. Yeah. So real quick, go ahead and let our listeners know where they can follow you at on social media. Okay. So on Instagram, uh, you can follow me at trend underscore Don one. Uh, it's capital T. And then on Twitter, I believe my user is at Hank 25 me. 
And then on Snapchat, it's thank25. Um, no spaces, no anything. It's just it, it kind of looks like thank25, to be honest. It's just kind of ridiculous. But <laughs> And for our lady listeners, remember, if you add him on Snapchat, he does have a girlfriend. So tread lightly, please. <laughs> please. Very lightly. You know, as, as we're wrapping up here for the show, what are you looking forward to most about getting back out on the court for next season? Um, really just getting better, trying to improve uh, my game from last season, um, trying to do more for not more for the team, but trying to perfect my role um, on the team. Because I would say last year was kind of a transition year for me, um, going from a freshman to a sophomore and playing with Gino as a sophomore. Um, playing more off the ball was was different, and I thought that's why I shot a little bit better. Um, but then this past year, being a junior and having to move on the ball a little bit more was definitely different, especially coming to college and trying to transition. But I thought it was a big growth year for me, and it helped a lot. So heading into next year, just trying to perfect that role um, at both scoring and trying to uh, help get my teammates involved as much as possible. Um, that's really what I'm looking forward to is just trying to perfect my craft to help us win, try to help us get to the tournament, like you said, um, for next year. What's well, been one of those ways that you've been working on that, whether it be on the court, off the court, working on your um, your new role here? Really just, just staying in the gym, um, staying confident. Um, and then, like, like you guys mentioned earlier, just trying to help build that camaraderie um, because if nobody – tries to get the guys together, then it's more than likely not going to happen. So, you know, just trying to build that and build that trust in my teammates so that way they know uh, who I am and what I'm about. And at the same time, we, we all know what we're about and what we're trying to get done collectively as a group. So I, I had a class with a past Hankerson. Is there a relation with him? I believe he's a basketball manager as well. Yeah, um, that that's actually my cousin. Uh, I think he's a major in uh, something digital, digital marketing or something like that. I'm I'm sure. I just I I saw the last name, and then when we went out to the first game, I saw him at the game, and I was like, he may, you know, we had Tyrese or not Tyrese, we had uh, Trayvon Rudolph on the show, and he's related to Tyrese Richie. So, NIU, oh, it's, a, okay. it's a family affair over here. You know, we got to keep everyone together. But I will say, um, as someone who, who's watched you over the last few seasons, and I know it may not mean a lot coming from us, really proud of the strides that you made this last season. It was tough. You know, it's, it's tough to lose a lot of games and not really know uh, the direction of the team. But the one thing that was constant and the one thing that stayed that stayed true was your effort and your compassion for NIU basketball and, and keeping those guys together and just pushing forward. And as much as, you know, we liked Coach Montgomery and, and it sucked to see him go, you guys really did kind of turn it up. Or you guys really did turn it up after, you know, the change was made. And, you know, we saw changes on the court, got a couple more wins, and you guys were in a lot more games. So I, I know, you know, as, as someone has said, you know, we're just a couple podcasters, but we we really did enjoy watching you this season. We look forward to seeing you out there next year, man. No, yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. Um, and for the people who do notice and that just aren't just like, ah, well, they're getting blown out. Well, we don't just try to go and get blown out every night. So, you know. Thanks. And like, honestly, like, no, no, yeah, no, no. I, I was about to drop an just... F bomb, but forget the rat poison, bro. I know there's some toxic people that are always going to be like, well, why can't we win this game or that game, bro? Focus on the man in the arena, and that's all you got to worry about. Yeah, that's facts. That is facts. You know, I love that right there. I've always been a, a key guy on like, it's always been student athlete. At the end of the day, people that are 
criticizing on Twitter, Facebook, anything like that. Like they forget the main reason you came to NIU and that's for an education. Like basketball, like basketball is obviously important to you, but at the same time, like you wouldn't be here if you didn't want an education. So that's, that's where I stand with that. And to, to reiterate Brandon's point, I mean, you, you're one of the most exciting basketball players I've been able to see and looking forward to being able to get back out into the convo and, I really hope we get fans back, man. I really do. No, yeah, me because... too. Most definitely. Me too. That is, that would help a lot. We're still going to be definitely... the loudest ones in the building, though. Oh, no, yeah. no cheering in the press box, too. No cheering in the press box. <laughs> well, perfect. I appreciate you taking the time here on a Sunday. I mean, we've been sitting here for about 50 minutes. The tournament is about to get started for the day. We got a full slate of NBA games, and I'm sure – well, actually, no, I'm not even going to get to watch too much. We all got homework. Sunday, class, you know, tomorrow – but looking back at the interview, you know, we, we touched all the bases. We got into your time here at NIU, how you got here, some of your favorite players. Um, one question that we did miss, I will ask real quick before we wrap up, who are some of your best friends on the team? Oh, I like all the guys. I like Let's all go. the guys. But um, for go. sure, um, I mean, I think it's, it's just been like that since I've been here. Definitely the guy, like whoever I end up living with is for sure – like some of my favorite guys. So this year I ended up living with a couple guys and we had to move um, due to COVID regulations and stuff like that. So I ended up rooming with KT and um, Anthony Crump. So those are my guys for sure. Those are like my day one guys. Crump's so tall, man. He's like 6'11". I haven't seen him around campus yet, but when I do, I'll know it's him. He's huge. Um, And then I'm, I'm actually living with a dong right now since they have moved out and stuff. So that's my guy too, you know. Yeah, Dong had a good season, and, and I, I really like the way uh, Zul Queth played this year. He's got a nice shot, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a work in progress. But I, I do feel that you guys will be right there competing for a MAC championship next year. And you know, Trenton, as the de facto one of the de facto leaders on this team, just continue to do what you're doing, take care of your one of one, and help your teammates out. And I think we'll be in a position this time next year having a very different conversation. You know, I agree. Most definitely. Perfect. Well, do you have any wrap-up thoughts here for our listeners? No, uh, I don't. I just want to say, you know, I appreciate all the support that you guys give and stuff. And uh, thanks for having me on the podcast today. I would love to come on and talk anytime uh, other than this, if you guys want me back on or anything, or if you want me to reach out to any of the other players, I can I can do that for you guys. So, <clears throat> But overall, just I- thanks for having me on the podcast, really. I I'm just ready for that team barbecue next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you. Don't worry. I'll definitely get you guys on the Zoom or get you guys a I'll bring the sides. Bring yeah, we can, bring, right, we can bring the sides and, you know, we'll bring we'll bring some pop and some plates or some some simple because Ethan and I are not the, the most savvy in the kitchen, I will say. On a grill, <laughs> it's a little different, but, yeah, in the kitchen, we, we uh, are not as creative as we'd like to be or as creative as we are in this space, I guess you would say. <laughs> that's fine though perfect well i do appreciate you on behalf of huskies on tap and the on tap sports and for taking a big chunk here out of your sunday to join us talk niu basketball we would absolutely love to have you on the show again here in the future shout out to our guy jeremy reed over at niu athletics for setting up the interview and you know being kind of our liaison with the program but yeah absolutely we one thing that you know we we kind of slipped up with this last year is just the scheduling and the way the basketball schedule worked out we weren't able to get to as many games and it's a little bit different than football you guys play a lot more games so it's harder to cover but 
we would definitely benefit from having a huge basketball guy like you in our corner because as much as you know we talk 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 and then there's Natty and then we talk some more we want to be a little bit more educated on our basketball takes so we're definitely going to confide in you when we need uh when we need some uh some takes oh yeah for sure i got you guys anytime perfect e you got anything here before we wrap up just want to thank Trendon for coming on and like i said man it's it's been an honor to watch you so far and I know I'm graduating at the end of the year here, but I'm looking forward to coming back and, and seeing the Huskies get back on the court. Oh, for sure. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. So today we were joined by Trendon Hankerson, guard, guard and forward on the NIU men's basketball team, the leading scorer from this last season and one of our leaders. Today we got into his time here at NIU, who are some of his best friends and who are some of the most talented people that he's played alongside, what his best memories are, and just what it's been like to go through these la- or this last season and a half with the COVID pandemic and everything that's been going on. But we got a brand new head coach and coach Rashawn Berno on campus. We have a very positive attitude from our NIU men's basketball team. They're trending in the right direction. Definitely want to check this team out for next season. Stay tuned for future episodes. And before we close out, definitely check out our, our friends over at Manscaped and our friends over at Bat Rivers. Same promo code on Manscaped. It's on tap. You get 20% off and free shipping. And when you're signing up or registering with Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Casino, remember to use promo code ONTAP and you will receive a 100% deposit match. So if you throw $100 in your account, Bet Rivers will give you $100. But again, we thank everyone for tuning in to Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Manscaped and Bet Rivers, and brought to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. But we got nothing else for you guys. We'll be back with another episode next week, hopefully a player interview, and go Huskies. Yeah. I got drinks on living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks on living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Dirt, dirt. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.